0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week's episode of Warriors 24 is brought to you by 8sleep.com. Let's talk about sleep. It's obviously important. And if you don't get, uh, you know, the amount of sleep you need, typically eight hours, it can lead to uh, depression, diabetes, obesity, even cardiovascular disease. Chronic sleep deprivation is a very important, serious thing. We need eight hours of sleep. I personally need my eight hours. If I don't get my eight hours, I'm irritable. I'm cranky. I'm just not functioning at that optimal level that I prefer. And one of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. Typically, if you don't sleep good, it's because it's too warm. It's too hot. And if, you're, and if you are sleep with a partner in bed, they might think it's too hot when you think it's too cold and vice versa. Well, that is why I would like to introduce you to the pod by eight sleep. The Pod by Eight Sleep is a high-tech bed that's designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was designed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. And from their research, they designed this bed that lets you regulate the temperature on your side. What that means is if you want your side of your bed cool and your partner likes their side of the bed warm, now with the Pod by Eight Sleep, you can do that. Meaning no matter what, you're going to be in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pot for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They've already sold out of the first two batches, so they're going fast. And for a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to eightsleepcom pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com pro. That's 8sleep.com pro. This week's episode of Warriors 24 is also brought to you by My Bookie. My is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry. And this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right, 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day. So you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off their promotion earlier this month on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC, and they're going to continue. That gift of giving through the 25th, free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list, and they got a little something for everyone, and this is the promotion that you don't want to miss, especially with the NBA in full swing. Parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for, MyBookie is here to make Christmas great again. So head over to MyBookie.ag right now. Their website is MyBookie.ag and use the promo code BLV to get half off your initial deposit of free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. So meaning whatever you put in for that initial deposit, if you put in the promo code BLV, that's short for Believe, they will match your donation by half. So if you put in a thousand bucks, that's an extra 500 that gets put into your account. And make sure to check out the site during this promotion because there's going to be something new every day and you're gonna wanna take advantage of these deals. So go sign up for my bookie with the code BLV and start winning today. Now here is Hall of Famer Rick Barry, and yours truly with a new episode of Warriors 24.
1: Here's San Francisco and the incomparable forward Rick Barry. From behind the Line, they put him
2: again, it's Barry.
1: And now Rick Barry, the League's leading scorer. What a superb basketball player he is.
2: Baby, who wants to love
1: Ho 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 everybody. Yes, it's our show before Christmas, and certainly hope that everybody is getting ready for that. Rick Barry here along with Siren Satches, my cohort in the Warriors 24 podcast, the Surf Man himself. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh hope everybody happy holidays, has a, Rick. Yeah. Well, no, Merry Christmas. No. See, none of the happy <laughs> holidays. Merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And if you want to celebrate any other ones, and Kwanzaa or whatever it may be, celebrate them. Have a wonderful time. Good health and happiness to everyone. So that's what it is. But for me, it's Christmas. Okay? <laughs> what about the, what about this the people- politically correct BS stuff that everybody goes through? You know, <laughs> well, what let's about let's, people? Let's I'm- leave that in politics. Okay. Right. What about people of Jewish faith or what about people? Hey, happy Hanukkah. Eat- That's what I said, whatever you're celebrating. I send out tons of cards for, for my Jewish friends. Happy Hanukkah. You know, I said, everybody, I'm going to come back, maybe be Jewish because they get more presents. <laughs> it's true. Eight nights, right? Eight yeah, presents. you got eight freaking days of presents. I love it. It's awesome. And then, and then, some of them celebrate Christmas too, especially if it's a Jewish person, and one of the one of the one of the husbands, the husband or the wife, one is Jewish, one's you know Catholic or whatever it may be. And so the kids, they get martyred. They get Christmas and all the Hanukkah stuff. What a deal! <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, isn't it? I like it to is. be a kid again, right? I mean, that's. Oh. Uh, that would be a that would be a wonderful thing. I, I had a great line the other day Cyrus this is so funny. Somebody came up with something for me, and it's talking about uh you know getting old you know you don't have to worry about that because you've got a long way to go before you actually get old Thank you but uh yeah no it's, it's just, but but here's the deal so it says <laughs> i want no seriously this is a cool one I want to be 14 again and I want to ruin my life differently. I have new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. anyway, all the best. So, let's get into some of the stuff that's going on here. I, first, I have to get into one thing. We all talked about last time, we talked about LeBron walking with the basketball and what a travesty that was. And my wife found something and sent it to me. And it was uh, a video from the other day. It was a year ago. The mm-hmm. other day, a year last year, when James Harden – and I had never seen it before. When James Harden did the double step back and right in front of the official and they never mm-hmm. called travel. He it was like eight, eight steps. It, it was like, so yeah. bla- It was so blatant. Right in front of the official. I mean, that official should have been fined, suspended, or something. I mean, how can you possibly look at that? And Maybe it was because he was in such shock he got swallowed his whistle. He couldn't blow it or something. I don't know. It was unbelievable, this stuff that goes on. And that's the thing that they got to cut back on. And the carrying of the basketball, we talked about it. I mean, come on. Let, you know, the, game is, you know, the game is hard enough to play as it is when you're playing by the rules. But when you get a chance to do all these things that these guys do, it really gives you such a tremendous advantage. It and does. It, shouldn't, you know, it the,
0: shouldn't be that way. And with that Harden play, the, the refs, uh, they tried to make an excuse for that. They said that Harden was attempting to gather himself. Uh, no, and,
1: no, 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 no. Gather. He gathered himself I twice. I mean, <laughs> it was the most blatant thing. I've. It was worse than LeBron's. Yes, much worse. Yeah. I mean, and right in front of an official. Anyway, so I just wanted to get that out right away. And then here's the thing, guys, I told, we talked about all the time. You hear me always say, always expect the unexpected when it comes to sports, especially the NBA. Things will happen that you figure out how in the world can they possibly happen? I mean, it, it's, did anybody think that there's any way, but of course with Davis being out, you, you certainly think that the Pacers might have a chance to do it. And they took advantage of it and knocked off the Lakers with their, with their four, 14 game winning streak, I think on the road. And then of course, this is, this is classic, right? Classic. So they go and how's the game get determined at the end? My favorite thing of all, you know what that is Cyrus, right? Free In throws. Uh, <laughs> free yep. throws. Dwight Howard, right? Dwight Howard and LeBron James each missed two free throws down the stretch when the game was on the line. The Lakers shot 47% from the free throw line and lost by three points. Do you mm-hmm. hear what I just said? 47%. And how much are they getting paid? <laughs> 47%. And who, so, this who's responsible amazing.
0: for that? Like, like who was missing? I didn't, I didn't see the stat line for that. Who was there? Was there any one player that tanked the
1: overall team percentage? Well, well the bottom line is, is that if LeBron and, and Howard had made their free throws in the stretch, they would have won yep. by one. I mean, they it's both true. missed two. And those two guys, okay, uh, uh, those two guys have the distinction. I don't know if you want to call it a distinction or maybe <laughs> the, the embarrassment, is, yeah. the embarrassment, right? The embarrassment of actually. They have, over the last 10 seasons, check this one out, Dwight Howard has missed in clutch time, right, in clutch time, has missed 156 free throws and has a 53 free throw percentage is what it is. LeBron, who's still has, like I said, never gotten 80, that's kind of his Achilles heel, who is a 75% free throw shooter, mm-hmm. has missed 122. hmm 122 misses in clutch time. I have said this all along, and I have great respect and admiration for LeBron. I, you know, I say he's the best three of all time. But can you imagine if he ever was really a great shooter and could and make 80% or more from the free throw line, how incredible he would be? I tell people they would have to outlaw him. But, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. 122. And I've always said that he does not want to be at the free throw line late in games. And if I were playing against him doing so, I would never let him get a dunk. Never.
2: Yeah, just get grab, him. Him, grab yeah.
1: him and put him at the free throw line because he is, is the second worst in the league in, in the last 10 seasons, 122. Now, one of the guys that's fourth, I, you know, I can certainly understand it. and I would have thought it might have been someone else, but DeAndre Jordan is right there with 106. But the guy that's in third place, I probably could give you 10 guesses, and you wouldn't get it. Yeah, I, I would have no – I mean, DeAndre Jordan, first of all, our, our last
0: podcast, Royce Young elaborated on how – DeAndre made a, a a substantial adjustment
1: to his free throw shooting, and it's actually improved now. Was that, DeAndre? He was talking about. Or was we talking yeah. about? Was I, yeah. Was it? The, was it, is it DeAndre? Because I know that my son Scooter, with this incredible shooting technology that he has with his sleeve, mm-hmm. actually worked with DeAndre and yeah, got was, him you, to make a change. And then, but the also the other one was uh, was. Uh, uh, and uh, he's now with the with the uh, with the Nets, and I'll have, I'll have a senior moment on that because I talk about him all the time. Who was with the Clippers? Who Kyrie? Ky- no, no, with the Clippers, the big guy. I, I'm oh, drawing oh, a blank oh, on his name. Oh, so, a Montrezl Harrell. No, 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 no. Played with the Clippers, and then he went into Dallas, and then he's you know so this, that's DeAndre Jordan. Mostly great right? Dallas, huh? Yeah, yeah, DeAndre Jordan. Is that, is that what we're talking about? That Aaron? is what we're
0: talking about, DeAndre yeah, Jordan. Yeah,
1: no, DeAndre. T- oh, I, the other one I'm thinking about that he's on the, on the list of doing stuff is DeAndre Jordan, right? But the other one that I'm yeah. thinking about that should be on the list that I was surprised that he, that he wasn't. At number three. Uh, at number, well, in the top five, DeAndre Jordan, is I was thinking actually from, from the Detroit Pistons who should have been there, who <clears throat> Andre Drummond, who, yes. who missed in one game, missed 23 free throws in one game a couple of seasons ago. That's incredible. I tell people the story about it. And I, say, I just, I just chuckle and everything because that's, that's more than I missed in my entire last two seasons. <laughs> wow. No, seriously. I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, how that do you miss it. 23 free throws in the game?
2: But anyway great, but deandre
1: jordan you know i talked about it before my son scooter changed his whole shot form and everything else mm-hmm. and he had this little thing about picking up the ball and some crazy thing he was doing but the biggest thing is he changed his whole form and if he had stayed with it and worked with my son and kept using the sleeve there's no telling how good it would be it would change his, the dynamic of his career actually is what it would do but see the free throws is crazy but number three yeah who amazing james harden wow james harden 110 missed free throws in clutch time and he's an 82 he's an 82 percent free throw shooter that is very That yeah, blew me away that blew me away yeah. like you know i'm not crazy i go nuts over statistics but sometimes statistics are interesting and this was one that really caught my attention so anyway i just wanted to to bring bring that up but that's one of the things that happens in the nba is you just don't know what's going to happen i mean same thing with the bucks when they lost their game, do you think there's any way that the Bucks would lose the, you know, the game they lost just the other night and when they finally lost their, their, their win streak? No. I mean, it, it, you just don't know. You really, truly don't know what's going to happen in the NBA when you start looking at the various things that take place as far as who should beat who and who's going to be the best. I, I, it's crazy. It's absolutely it crazy. But it that's is. what makes it fun. That's why I tell people, I said, <laughs> I would never, ever, ever bet – on an NBA basketball game, oh, you're I mean, missing I played it a lot it. of fun. I, I just can't believe that people do it. and They take the points and do it because you don't know. Yeah, it's like fun. You, though, you Rick. just can't. Well, it may be fun if you, but if you, you know, but I don't. <laughs> I don't like losing money. You know, maybe I could yeah. do it. I, I bet on it if it's not my money, and I'll give you all the opinion. people ask me all the time. When I played, especially in New York come out of the locker, Rick, how do you feeling? how are you feeling, Rick? Rick? Because they, I heard and found out later that a lot of times this guy said, Rick, are you kidding me? He said, we would bet how many you'd get in each quarter we you'd get many by halftime, what you'd get in the game. And I said, and I always told him, I said, look, how I feel is irrelevant because I have been in situations where I felt unbelievably bad and went out and played great. Sometimes I felt awesome. I can't even tell like warmest. I'm not missing anything. I go in the game, I can't put it in the ocean. Sometimes I can't make a shot in ups, I go in the game. I can't miss. I said, so it doesn't matter how I feel. The only thing that matters is how I play in the game. And Mm -hmm. I've had every conceivable circumstance and situation take place. I had one of the best games of my career. One time when I was playing in the ABA, terrible, terrible travel, played the night before hardly got any sleep at all and played an afternoon game on Sunday afternoon after a Saturday night game down in Miami and went up to uh, play at the, in New York, Long Island for the Nets against Willie Wise, one of the best defenders in the ABA, and and got fifty something, and had a hot dog before the game. <laughs> so yeah, you know, uh. so I'm I'm just telling you, it's, it's, there's no rhyme or reason for the things that go on in sports. I mean, absolutely none whatsoever.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, you crazy. talk
1: about the things, and then look at what the you know the Sixers, you know. <laughs> I mean, it looked like they are going to get blown out. They made a game of it, but they still wind up losing. And the people that, you know, they lose games against teams that you figure they should never lose. You're going to tell me you think that the Clippers should have lost to the Bulls? No. No, there were a lot really? of anomalies like that this week. There was. Yeah, there were a yeah, lot happens. of crazy, crazy scores and things that took place that you just figure, how in the world did that happen? I, I don't know. I can't figure it out sometimes. I really can't. But yeah, we're, we're, we're recording this on December
0: 19th, which is a Thursday tonight. Oh, what a game.
1: Oh, my God. Doubleheader. Game. Maybe the best yeah. doubleheader so far in the season that, the, that, that they're having on television. I mean, people, if you're a real fan, you know, wow, what an exciting. I'm looking forward, actually, to checking those games out and seeing what happens when you get the Lakers. The biggest thing, though, is, is Davis is not 100%. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's an unfortunate thing. You like to see everybody be totally healthy when they play, but you got the Lakers against the Bucks, so. We'll see what happens there. And then of course Quide's going up against the against uh, the guy we just talked about, who's gonna be doing all of his things and shooting everything hardened. So Hard, that'll yeah. be an interesting one as well. <laughs> well but, and yeah. the Bucks aren't the Bucs aren't
0: hundred percent either, too, because Eric Bloodso, I believe, is out for a couple of weeks. So kind of evens things out if Anthony Davis is not at hundred percent either. Good matchup though. Great matchup. Potential no, they, NBA final for you.
1: Yeah, they, it possibly could be. Yeah. This is this is very interesting. So uh I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in, uh, in, in these games coming up tonight. So, anything else? Uh, what's exciting on your mind that's been going oh. on that you want to talk about?
0: Well, Rick, there's, a, there's been a lot going on. Well, first of all, I, wanna, I guess we should start things off. It's going to be the last show before Christmas. And, um, you know, I hope the little kids aren't listening but, because Santa Claus is not real. But if he was real, Rick, what do, what do you say we, we do a little wish list? What do you say we reach out to Santa? What would you want from Santa? Uh, a if fishing you, trip for
1: the <laughs> <laughs> to alaska right even this but this time you're not you're not going to alaska right i mean it's like no no i'm going go, actually i'm going next month and then a month no actually it's a month after i'm going to uh going to the amazon go peacock Woo! bass fishing Woo! wow Number like the before. mountainous region of the amazon no i'm going to you? the amazon in the rivers i'm not going up wow. the mountains i'm going fishing for peacock bass they're not in the mountains they're in the rivers. Oh.
0: <laughs> You better get that mosquito repellent going.
1: I mean, that's, well, that's hopefully uh, it's not going to be too bad. I don't think I hope so. be, and I'll have, I'll have the adequate, uh, the appropriate stuff with me to try to fight that off, but I'm hoping it's not going to be a real issue. I haven't heard yeah, from I people hope so too. Gone. nobody's told me that it's, it's a major issue. I haven't really had to deal with that. Only once ever did I go when I went with Clifford Ray that we have a little bit of a bug problem. Uh, and that was just for a slight period of time so <laughs> Okay. Well, I was I was thinking more
0: for a wish list in terms of either the Warriors. I, I or the know. NBA I know what a, you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about. I know. I'm just <laughs> I know trying to be I a
1: smart, I like this. <laughs>
0: no. Well, oh, first first of all, fishing trip sounds amazing. I, I don't. I've never really envisioned uh, Brazil or the Amazon as being your ideal location. So you're saying bass? That's what you're fishing for peacock down peacock
1: bass, that- man. These are big monsters that hit like viciously. It's yeah, oh. and they're really cool looking. There's a lot of great fishing. I have a lot of stuff on my on my bucket list when it comes to fishing that I want to do. And then golden Dorados down in South America as well. Mm. You can get peacock bass here in the States, but it's not quite the same down there. You can actually catch them down in Miami, but you're catching them when you're seeing high rise buildings and stuff. It's kind of weird. But yeah, no, you it's, don't- it's just kind of fun.
0: And you don't get like any weird things coming up, like anacondas or. I had never <laughs> been down there,
1: so I'm going down. I hope oh, not because I hate snakes. Oh,
0: okay, okay, gotcha. Right. Know, I
1: don't want to see any. I don't want to see any snakes, any big anacondas or anything of that nature. Hopefully, that won't be the case. Gotcha. but uh, It'll be it'll be fun to do that. Doing it with a good buddy of mine, actually, uh, Greg Bachelor. Actually, I, it's funny how you meet people, right? I've got some really yeah. I made some really good friends over the year. Bobby Glick and Mike Miller. I met playing golf at the Broadmoor where I live years ago. We've been friends forever, and then and then I met Greg at on a safari when I went with with my wife and son. We went on a safari to South Africa, and they happened to be there, and we just hit it off and everything. And now we've gone on a number of fishing trips together, and it's uh, you never know where you're going to meet somebody that winds up being a part of your life. So it's kind of fun. that is true. It is one kind of the of great fun. parts. And it's of all life, about right? family and friends, you know. It life is, is yeah. all about family. You know, get your health number one, and then and then it's about family and friends, and try not to screw that up too badly. it's all you can do is try right i mean that's right well you got to give your best effort for sure so what do you want you've been giving some thought to this i want if i had to do something and do it i i you know let's let the warriors find a way to get somebody that actually is going to be able to play with the guys when they come back healthy next year and find a way to to bring somebody else into this team to get them back to the level that they were i mean come on this is that's the story i mean how many have ever heard of going from the penthouse to the outhouse in such a short period of time I mean, you know, the
0: 98 Spurs or the 99 Spurs, whatever that year was, that's the only thing I could think of, you know.
1: And and Yeah, but they weren't it, the worst it, team in the league.
0: I think that year that David Robinson was out, they were one Down of them. Down at the bottom. I, I
1: mean, were they worse? Were they the worst one, though? I mean –
0: Well, <laughs> I think they were because wasn't Tim Duncan. Unless they won the lottery and they weren't the worst, but I, I thought they got Tim Duncan with the number one pick that next year. Yeah, uh, and then the Bulls. I mean, when that, when that, when the fall uh, following the last dance, when Jordan and Cruz split up, and Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Robin. Well, anyway, the there's only ways. a
1: handful of teams at the most that actually have ever experienced yes, this many. type of a fallout. I mean, this not has many. Just been, been insane. It is insane,
0: but but the good news is, Rick, it's it's hopefully you know they they're calling this now the new term is Gap Year. You know, we're basically. Everyone's envisioning this being a weird one-year off, and they're hopefully going to resume their success next year when everyone's healthy. You know, my 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 wish list—what I wish for more than it. Well, I have two things. One is the greatest PR man in all of sports is Raymond Ritter. He's the the he's president. Amazing. Of, amazing, right? I mean, yeah, he's great.
1: great. Raymond. is Well, that's it. There's a lot of really good ones that I've met over the years. That you know, Jeff twists when he was with the Celtics and moved up and and a bunch of guys that, I mean, and ladies too, have had some great women that I had the pleasure of working with when I was doing broadcasting work who were around for years. And right. yeah, so it's, you know, but Raymond right now, I mean, I haven't been around doing stuff since I have been doing national broadcasting work and there, but Raymond's awesome. He really is.
0: Truly amazing. And so my, my wish list, Raymond, if you don't mind hooking me up some tickets to chase center at some point, I want to see that new arena and see how that goes. But on the, on the warrior side, uh, what a I second. wish were, were... You
1: begging for tickets from Raymond Ritter by doing uh, that. Come on. I mean, dropping like...
0: subtle hints, dropping <laughs> subtle hints, and, and Raymond's <laughs> always been amazing. Uh, and then, and then, uh, on a, on a more, you know, fantasy level on a, a non-practical level, here's what I hope. I hope Steph Curry, if he comes back, it's for like a week at the end of the year, just to, you know, throw a few shot ups, get some rust off. I hope Draymond Green's minutes stay incredibly restricted to keep him fresh because him and Clay Thompson next year turn 30. You know, what I mean, I mean, Let's I. Still there agree. Is that me,
1: your best years, uh, Cyrus. I had to cut you off. It's okay. I, I was told by Jerry West. And and it's probably even later now because things have changed with all the modern technologies that they have, right. the sophistication of training, and the lack of travel that you have to beat your body up like we did. And these guys are on charter flights, and they've cut their minutes back, and they get rest now, and they get all this yes. other stuff and diet. It used to and be diet. twenty, yeah, t- diet, yeah, dietitians, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It used to be your best years, twenty eight to thirty two, and I did have my best year in that time frame playing so i would say it's probably even longer maybe 30 to 34 now at I least hope so. I and hope so you're right. and so these guys have that's why i say if kd had stayed they had such a chance to be so dynamic and to be one of the greatest teams ever and win multiple championships Hmm. I, I I just I, I don't know what goes through the mind of some of these younger people. I, in fact, I I guess that happens to all older people. You look at the young people, and you wonder what the hell are they thinking about. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. no, seriously. Like my father had a great <laughs> saying. So there's a great saying, son. Old, uh, we get too soon old and too late smart. A German saying. And then another great one was that you can't put an old head on young shoulders. Yeah. Because as you get older, you learn so much in life through your experiences and stuff. As I've said a number of times, I would give up part of my salary in order to be able to play on a team that was as dynamic and as exciting as the Warriors were with everything they had going for them. Yeah, That's why I keep saying, I just don't understand, and I wish I could get the answer sometime, is exactly why did KD leave with everything that existed at that time? I mean, it was like the perfect, perfect scenario to be involved with the team in a place where your fans are unbelievable. You're going into a new building anyway, but I want to beat it to death, but you know, that's No, I hear you. And crazy. you know,
0: and Rick, if you don't mind, I could put you on the 24 second shot clock right now, leading into that subject. Cause that's what my question. Was I, yeah. I, and ready? I don't
1: know what I never know. So people know, I never know what you're going to throw at me at the 24 second shot clock. So this is all extemporaneous. So all right, fire, exactly. fire, fire away.
0: So here's my question for you this week. So the Warriors were named, I believe by a, uh, Business Insider, I think that was the organization that named the Warriors the franchise of the decade. We are wrapping up on the 2010s, end of a decade. Media organizations love to name these lists. It's, it's great content filler. And so the Warriors made a, a, a tribute video to celebrate the fact that they were named the franchise of the decade. And they, they admitted they snubbed Kevin
1: Durant. And my question to you is, was that snub appropriate and why? Absolutely not. And petty. If they didn't do it, did they actually say that they actually admit to the fact that they snubbed him? Why would you do that? He was a two-time MVP. Would have been three if he hadn't gotten hurt. They don't win those – maybe not even win those other championships without him. To do that and to do it intentionally, I'm kind of shocked, to be perfectly honest, that they would stoop that low to do that.
0: Yeah, it, it was shocking. And you fit that with the 24. <sighs> you know, the, the one thing I'll add to that, Rick, and, and I would love to get your response to this, is
1: didn't KD snub the Warriors – no, he, he did what he's entitled to do. And right? Be but, grateful but then- Be grateful for the fact that he came there and gave you what he gave you and gave you a chance to win championships like anybody else in life at any other job. You have the right to be able to move on and do something else if you'd like to. I just, I don't, we just discussed that. I don't know why he would decide to not be there, right. but he he had the right to do it. Just like I don't think he snubbed the Oklahoma City fans either, and they were all upset with him. You have, <laughs> you have the right to move on in life. You don't have to stay with the job as long as he didn't violate a contract. Right, right. He did what he was legally able to do. So, So So how do you get upset with somebody?
0: Because I guess the other side of the coin is I guess in in Oklahoma City, for example, the fans also had a right to be upset that he left, right? Or the Warriors. Well, of course, you can be
1: upset, but you shouldn't. But but you should say, say, but the real bottom line is you should be appreciative of the fact that this guy gave you everything he had. They came close and they basically gave it away to the Warriors when they had the Warriors and could have gone to the finals that year, and they Mm -hmm. didn't do it. And then the whole team got blown up and they started, sh- you know, shuttling off players here, there, and everywhere. You know, James Harden's off this way and now Westbrook is gone and he's gone and all the other players that were there. I mean, they were, they were just, I don't know, it was like a wholesale fire sale. The travesty. And, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy how they broke that team up. But the thing is, is that why get mad at him? Because he had a chance to go to a place where he had the opportunity to become a champion. It wasn't about money. It was trying to no. become a champion.
0: I hear what you're saying. You're approaching this logically. The, the, the fan response was purely emotional. I, I, I would say if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, be mad at the ownership group for being cheap. That's the entire reason why they traded James Harden away. They didn't want to pay the luxury tax. I mean, they squandered one of the greatest players
1: ever to save money. Yeah, but I don't know it's how crazy. that would have worked there. I don't know how that could have worked, to be honest with you. What do you mean? Well, because, keep all, because well, if they, if they kept Harden and everything, I mean, there's only one ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying from that I mean, perspective. Yeah. There's only one ball and you got three guys that should have it in their hands <laughs> fairly, quite frequently. Right, right. I mean, so how would that have worked? Really? I don't know how that would have worked. I mean, it's one thing if you got them in three separate positions, but you're all got frontline players. These are right. all the guys that, that have the ball in their hands all the time. It wasn't like you're talking about a power forward in the center and, you know, a two guards or, I mean, a wingman you're talking about three guys. I mean, basically the way teams play now, your one twos and threes are perimeter guys. They're very similar. In fact, the ideal team would be to have all three of those guys be able to handle the ball, initiate your offense, and be able to shoot, drive, and and play some good team defense. That's the ultimate situation, to have those three positions interchangeable. Then you don't have to rely on your point guard, and if he goes down, hey, you still got other guys that can initiate your offense.
0: I agree. You know, and speaking of those three players, the NBA uh, just released – um, what they're calling the NBA All-Decade Team. You know, Rick, you were named to probably the most uh, prestigious list ever produced by the NBA, which was the 50 Greatest Players Ever. And I do wonder if they're going to release a new list for the 75th anniversary. But I was, probably will. If... Yeah, well, publicity, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's, all it's all subjective. Right? It's
1: subjective anyway. You know, it's, I mean, it's...
0: <laughs> well, I do wonder, like, uh, do you remember when that 50 Greatest Player list came out? Do you remember snubs? Like, were there players who, who were upset?
1: Yeah, were there were some few list. guys that thought that they should have been on there, no question about it. I think what was most upsetting is that they had some guys that were still active players on there with some other guys who were pretty darn good, great players yes. uh, who were done playing who weren't on that list.
0: Yeah, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal was, the thing the most notable. But uh,
1: so, so the NBA
0: released their all-decade team. That's, I'm curious yeah. to know... If- yeah, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. I'm looking at it. I'm just looking at your team. So you're all decade first team. is Yeah, so uh, the,
0: all, the decade first team, and I agree with four of these five. I wonder if you agree. Steph, Stephen Curry, I think goes without saying, two MVP awards, three championships. Uh, LeBron James, obviously. Kevin Durant, pretty obvious MVP award, two finals MVPs. Kawhi Leonard won three championships this decade. Regular season didn't do enough, I don't think, to warrant this, but his postseason accomplishments more than make up for it. James Harden I don't agree with but and he's the fifth person on this list do you agree with this top five
1: well to be honest with you I mean from the standpoint of individually Mm -hmm. and what these players have accomplished and done I mean certainly I would say James Harden deserves to be on there more than Kawhi who hasn't been you know done that much other than recently well but the
0: 2014 I think was when he got the finals MVP um, so, you know,
1: that wasn't that I mean, recent, Yeah. But Kawhi, you know, Kawhi is a great player. There's no question about it, but I mean, you know, and Harden hasn't won a championship. So I guess you can fight about it, but if you just want to go by individuals, right. Yeah. And what they accomplished with their stats and the things that they've done, certainly Harden deserves to be on that team. I mean, what he's done is pretty remarkable. Some of the things he's even doing now are crazy. These 50-point games and all the other stuff he's doing, despite the fact that he misses all those clutch free throws at 82%. Uh, <laughs> and travels, so, yeah. Yeah, and travels, and travels a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Well, well, yeah. Here, well Rick, here, here's who I would put ahead of him for the first team. It would be this Russell Westbrook. This is the Westler.
1: second team. Okay, so yeah, who's so going to take second, off this second team on him? So, so the, right, give so the, the second
0: the, team, and let's go over there. And the, second, the All-NBA second team for the decade is Chris Paul – Russell Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony, and yeah, Westbrook. Uh, you're going to say, I'm going to say Westbrook ahead of Harden for the first. Yeah, time
1: well, I, was, I mean, I will tell you what, he, what he did, even though he was trying to do it, let me tell you, a guy hit a triple double for an entire season. He did it twice. He that's pretty nice. remarkable. Yes, yeah, I mean, two times. I mean, so yeah, I would have to say that if there was going to be a guy to go back over and do it, I, I I would I would go along with you. I put Russell Westbrook there ahead of Harden, even though Harden's doing some amazing things right now. But the interesting thing about it is is that a bunch of these guys that are on there, and I'm glad in the way that they've given these this recognition, they didn't put all mm-hmm. this onus on the fact that he won championships because you don't win championships by yourself. It's true. And, and when I see some of these rankings that I've seen before, and they give this much credit because they're on X number of championship teams, what the hell does that have to do with the guy's individual talent? <laughs> no, seriously. I agree. I mean, if you don't have teammates who get the job done, you're not going to win championships.
0: Yeah, unless you're LeBron, right? Well, I mean, yeah.
1: Well, well yeah, but even, yeah. And, and, well, but he's always had some good. Well, come on. The first one he won in Cleveland, I mean, look, he's always had a great player with him. True. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, Kyrie Irving. I mean, guys that play at a high level and do it. It wasn't like he did it all by himself. It doesn't happen very often. That's true. When he was by
0: himself, he was doing some incredible things, but you're right. He never won. A chip by himself he needed those other players yeah well
1: michael jordan didn't do it either
0: yeah right this is all true i think akim olajuwon would be the, cl- the closest uh, player no, no, to no, making no. that argument Akeem olajuwon, right? I mean,
1: yeah the Akeem olajuwon, Yeah. He, he had some nice players with him too i mean but he's he was an amazing player too he really was uh, in fact actually in today's game he'd be a power forward <laughs> I know there are no centers anymore, right? Yeah, and then,
0: uh, and then, and then the all-decade third team, uh, and some some old timers who had mixed success between the first decade of the 2000s and the second. Dwayne Wade, uh, Kobe Bryant, Paul George, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, Giannis. Yeah, it's actually. only because you're catching Kobe at the end of his career. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's your. Those are your. That's your all. Those are all NBA all-decade
1: best players that's some great players i mean every one of every one of the ones listed there is a hall of fame basketball player okay i mean everyone yeah yeah every one of them good, should be a hall of fame basketball if they're not it'd be a travesty and in fact i mean this is gonna be a heck of a class you know, that's gonna be coming up for for the uh for the hall of fame
0: how does that Rick? how does that work by the way you, five you're years, in one it's, it's five he, years
1: five years yeah, well, I know that. Yeah.
0: right so i think kobe bryant's eligible and he's going to be the biggest name but you, you know you're you're part of one of the most exclusive groups on the planet, right I mean this is one of the the hardest clubs you get into, and that's the Hall of fame what is that what is that a uh, ceremony like i mean it's it's once a year
1: all you guys get together what what's detail that please well like like the NBA itself, it's quite a bit different than it was when I played. Okay? <laughs> okay. And the same thing with the hall of fame festivities. Now at the hall of fame, they come in, they have a big dinner on Thursday night and they have the people and they give the John Bunn award and some of the other things out for media people. And it's a nice get together for former, hall of famers who are around. And then of course they have the big ceremony that comes up on Friday. Then they go up to the Mohegan sun and have a wonderful ring ceremony presentation up at the Mohegan sun so it's a big whole weekend thing it's like thursday friday saturday and people leave and go back home on sunday when i went it was there it was on one day you come in you're there (laughs) nothing else really happened and you went and they had a no host bar you know what that (laughs) is serve yourself no no host you paid for drinks
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. Anybody that wanted
1: to drink paid for it. And they had a little, little banquet that some people showed up to. Now the whole thing, it's on TNBA TV. It's a whole big production. So I can't compare the two. The biggest thing is, is that, Hey, I was getting into the hall of fame. I had had Mm -hmm. throat surgery because I had gotten blisters on my vocal cords. I tried to talk when I had laryngitis doing some broadcasting when I was broadcasting during that time. And I hadn't spoken for two weeks I was writing things down on a piece of paper. I had to rest my vocal cords. I had to do special training and things to not get it to the and to have happen like what happened to Bill Sharman, if you ever heard his voice. I mean, it was crazy what happened to him. But I didn't want to lose my voice, obviously. So I hadn't talked. And that was the first time. And even then, I didn't have any power in my voice if you ever had a chance to listen to my my speech. And so, but it was still very meaningful. And then, then they didn't have, you know, people talking for 30 minutes when they got their award like some people have done in the past (laughs) Uh, and now the tv has at least cut that back thank god for that um and it was a short thing and you had somebody stand up for you and my dear friend god rest his soul no longer with us the hall of fame top 50 center nate thurman was there and i asked nate to present me so he presented me i gave my speech i had my mom and dad there and my my current wife was there and Uh, It was, it was a special, you know, special moment to be put into a very illustrious club. And as I've gotten older, I never thought much about it. It's still to me, you know, winning the championship is why you play. And this is just an extra bonus that if you play mm-hmm. well enough that you get recognized for your accomplishments and what you've done. And I appreciate it a great deal. In fact, it's a cool thing. All you fans and anybody listening in, just pay attention, go to hoopall.com and learn about the new coins that are coming out. Cause I actually went up to Washington DC met with a lot of the senators and all to get them to uh, to vote on putting through a commemorative coin for the basketball hall of fame, which will be coming out next year. And it's, so it's really a, a real nice collector's piece and raise money for the hall, and it was nice to be certainly a, a part of that and a part of this very, as you say, very illustrious uh, kind of a cl- exclusive club.
0: It is. It's the most exclusive club. I, I can't think of many others that are, that are harder to get into. Um, but by the way, by the, speaking of, uh, you just mentioned whoPaul.com a moment ago, and I'm trying to open their website. But while we're at it, plug away with a cameo. You've been tweeting this a few times. You've got a new exciting business opportunity for yourself and for fans. They have a chance to get a personalized message from you. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, and actually, they've you know discounted stuff for the holidays here, and I've had a number of people calling in to give a special greeting out, and I do a video specifically catered to whoever it is you want to have it go to as a present to a father, to a, somebody who's a big fan, a birthday, anniversary, whatever it may be, and you go to cameo.com, check it out. There's a lot of people you can choose from over there. And it's a, it's a unique concept and kind of fun to do, and I always try to do a... A reasonably decent job in doing it. It's not like I get on there and you know, you know, give you a 10 second blurb. I mean, I'll, I'll personalize it and try to make it, uh, make it fun for you.
0: Well, here, here's an, here's the, uh, the nice thing about it. So I, I, the, the moment you tweeted that, or the moment you mentioned it the first time, I went there. It's Cameo.com, and it's basically a lot of current and former pro athletes uh artists whether they're actors musicians i mean it's, it's just anyone who's prominent in this world but then there are also people who are more in the modern era of prominence like youtube stars like influencers but what reassured me about you rick is that your asking price is one of the highest that made me feel good uh at first i was like oh boy what what what, what are people gonna have to pay for rick no one of the yeah. highest the not that high no that, that's a good thing i mean i because because for example like uh if you're someone whose entire claim to fame is making YouTube videos, um, you only have to, people only have to spend like $15, $25 to get a personalized video from them, right? Because they're just not as prominent. They're not as uh, illustrious, as accomplished. So, as someone as yourself, I'm not going to list the surprised,
1: but yeah, but somebody, a lot of other people, they they ask for a lot more than I ask for. I was kind of shocked myself that they're they do it for the ask that kind of those kinds of dollars. But hey, you know what? It's you're trying to do something, do it for the fans, and a lot of the stuff that I do when when I do things of this nature, and the same thing when I sign autographs and stuff, I didn't do it. I'll ask for a donation to the church where my wife and I were married. It was a mixed you know, a mixed area uh, and a very uh, tough area in Saint Petersburg, hmm. and try to help, try to help them out, and keep them afloat, and you know, try to do some nice things.
0: Nice, very good. Um, you know the uh, Adrian. Oh, Lord's Patrick
1: Beverly. You talk. I yep. saw the thing on your notes for Patrick Beverly. I couldn't even believe it. What are these guys thinking? I say, I, I just wonder sometimes. Where is their brain? Does it go <laughs> to the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle? I mean, seriously. How do you get uh, on? You're, going, you're doing a post-game interview, and you use the F word? I mean, what are it they was, thinking?
0: It was, it was classless. Uh, I, 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 do, do you want do this to be your truth bomb for this week?
1: Not, uh, I, do you well, have something else? No. I mean, no. Uh, let me think about it. I have all right, all right. going through well, my well, mind. Well, here's so the clip. Here, here,
0: here's the clip of Patrick, Patrick Beverly. This is going to be no, a first. No,
1: because it's. Okay, well, I guess we can I could play bleep it here, cause we could do it. Yeah, I, I could bleep it out, too. Brian, I am fantastic, but so are you. Big smile on your face. And, Pat, you guys brought the energy defensively tonight. You always do. But describe the battle that you guys put on tonight or the, the battle that you guys played tonight and bringing that, uh, stifling these guys.
2: No, we ain't fing around. We're trying to. Uh, oh, my
1: gonna... God. Uh, we oh man yeah that was campaign. it that was it and he just it was just that was it revolution. oh my gosh It's crazy yeah and somebody else did it the other day so the guy that hit that long shot the uh a big upset win i forget who it was one of the foreign big guys i mean he came out with another oh for sacramento yeah I mean... yeah yeah i forgot his name too but yeah i don't i remember now yeah oh man he did that
0: too he dropped some f-bombs or dropped some no. expletives
1: i you know I know. well I, I have stories and stuff sometimes it, it happened with our radio announcer guy rest this old Bill King, I think will probably one of the greatest one of the greatest sports announcers radio announcers in the history of sport. Bill King mm-hmm. should be in all the Hall of Fames because he did football, baseball, basketball and he was outstanding in all three. And sometimes he had, he forgot to cut his mic up and he got so wrapped (laughs) up in the games that he came up with some F-bombs and other stuff yelling at the officials. I mean, there's all (laughs) kinds of classic stories about things that go on in the world of broadcasting. And uh, yeah, so Bill had his share of those as well. But you just have to be careful of what you're doing and just understand the circumstances. It just—it seemed like he didn't care. I mean, he just literally no, was so No, he just said nonchalant. it. And he was like, yeah, just. I mean, anyway, I mean, it was that's-
0: bizarre. And the, and the Clipper and the Clipper sideline reporter who was conducting the interview, like she didn't, she didn't flinch. It, it was a, the whole thing was weird, in that it seemed natural, even though it was furthest from that. Everyone just acted like nothing wrong happened. It was really bizarre. Uh, there's a lot of things
1: that go on in today's world that are really bizarre that you just can't believe go on and people do it as if it's just commonplace. And it's really a bit disturbing to be honest with you, because you just lose all sense of decorum, uh, all sense of professionalism, um, respect. I mean, there's just so many things that are violated by young people today, um, Because I don't know whether it's the upbringing or what it is, but they don't really give a crap.
0: (laughs) Well, there were a few cases this week of of a lack of civility in the NBA, and that that was one of the examples. Another one is, you know, Deion Waiters, this this whole season has been a travesty for him. I don't think he's played a minute for the Miami Heat yet. It started with that incident when he um, had some sort of panic attack on a team flight because he ate marijuana edibles, and I guess he ate too much. And yeah. now, he, and, and the more recent thing is he basically called in sick for, to practice or to a game. And then he was uh, shown on Instagram basically playing around on a boat, basically proving he wasn't sick. So he got suspended again. And now the Miami Heat basically want to trade him possibly. What, a, I mean, dude, what a disaster there. I mean, like if you're a coach, I mean, what do you do
1: with it? What does what Pat Riley do? What do you do? Oh, yes. It's crazy. Well, you, you, well you, you have to take a position and do stuff and realize that you can't make exceptions for people. You have rules. Rules are meant to be adhered to. And if somebody is going to be in constant violation of those rules, steps have to be taken. And, and you give somebody a chance, maybe two chances, but you just can't keep allowing them to do things of a negative nature to impact your team. Right. And and I I respect the fact that they're taking some steps here and to get rid of them. Just like years ago when some of these players were causing a problem, it was with the Nets, and I, I'm not even gonna bring up, you know, the, the name. Well I will, what okay. the heck? Derek Coleman. Right. Yeah. And so they had some real serious issues. I, I said if they really had any guts, and this is what teams should do, you bring the player in with his agent or whoever's representing him, you sit him down, and you say, Look at here's the deal. We have tried everything within reason to get you to conform to the rules of this team and this organization. You obviously have a different agenda. So here's the situation. We do not want to see you at this practice facility. We do not want to see you again. And we will notify you when we are able to find somebody stupid enough to actually take your contract over to get you the hell out of here, because you're not going to screw this team up and destroy what we're trying to build here. So thank you very much, and we'll see you later. Boy, I'll tell you, here's the thing. If teams and players (laughs) knew that teams would take such a hard line because they all want to play. They want to play. Mm -hmm. They love the game. They want to play. So take the game away from them. Don't show up. We'll give you the money. We'll admit that we blew it. Just like a lot of teams should do that with a lot of players now, not necessarily if they've done bad things or they're causing a problem on the team, but if they can't play, bite the bullet. (laughs) <laughs> swallow the contract, esp- swallow the contract, get somebody to replace them. Don't just go ahead and not admit that you made a mistake with the personnel that you put on your team. Everybody makes mistakes. Admit your mistakes and eliminate those mistakes and replace them with somebody who's going to be a better fit for your team.
0: Pat Riley does want to buy him out. And I think you would make a great GM on a side note.
1: But, uh, Dion Waiters. I, I would never a, want to be a GM, GM. How come? No, why would I want to do that? I would, I no, I, I would want, no, I would never want to be a GM. Okay, a consultant, you know, to be able to give ideas. Look, go out, try to help with scouting. I know, I could I know, I can recognize talent, and yeah, I could do those kinds of things. But to have to be there on the daily basis and have to deal with all that crap all the time, nah. <laughs> Uh
0: Yeah, I think, I think your son Brent has the perfect role with the Spurs, right? Isn't that what he is? A consultant? vice president
1: of basketball operations, I think, there you is go. his title.
0: There you go. R.C. Buford gets all the heat,
1: right? Yeah. RC's, RC Perfect. gets all the heat. And yeah, that's then he Perfect. and Popovich are the ones that have to take all the all the, the grief and the, the good but the bad. As I've said many times before, in, in the NBA, I think coaches get too much credit at times, and they also probably more so than getting all the credit, get too much blame. And mm-hmm. the guy that really does get away with the most things nowadays are the general managers.
0: <laughs> That's why I, would, I don't think I would mind being GM just because you you, you can just pass the buck to the coach until eventually you fire enough of them and then people well, realize you, what they what they the do problem. is
1: i t- I, t- I talked about it before. <laughs> you do what you call butt protecting. I'll use that mm-hmm. word instead of the other word. And and you just don't you draft people who are slotted because they have all these projections out there where a guy should go, whatever. You take him in that position, he's a bust. But you know, you take the guy who's slotted for twenty at number seven, it doesn't work out. Now your butt's on the line. Now you're the one that's going to take the heat if he doesn't work out. So, and that's what really good, good GMs should be doing. But they have to recognize the talent, and you can't just rely on your scouts to necessarily do it. And I think the NBA wastes so much money on scouting, it's beyond comprehension to me. He really is. Yeah, you mentioned that. You have. You know, mentioned how many that times before? do you have to see somebody to know whether he can play or not? Well, I mean, uh, seriously, how many times do you need to see him? And with today's world, you don't necessarily have to be at the game to see him. True. Everything's streamed. You can watch it. You can have the video guy break things down, look at it, see what you need to see. And then you, but you can go see him in certain situations, a critical game. And then, you know, watch for other things outside that the camera's not picking up because it's not just about the game. And there are other things I know that I would be looking for. And then you talk to people to find out a little bit more about him as a person. But as far as just making your determination as to whether he has the type of skill level necessary to be a part of your team, to help you become a better team and a more successful team, it shouldn't take that long.
0: I agree. And uh, going back to Dion Waiters, Patrick uh, yeah, Pat Riley, Patrick Riley, Pat Riley agrees with you. Um, and he tried your, your, the strategy you would have implemented, which is asking for a buyout. The problem is Deion Waiters is owed twelve point one million dollars this year, twelve point seven million next year, and he does not want to do a buyout. He is not giving the team options here to to part ways. Now, the the, the good news for Pat Riley and the Heat is these suspensions are not paid. So Deion Waiters has lost so far uh, over a million dollars this year, one point four to be more specific, and counting because of how many games he's losing. So this just might be what Miami does for the whole year, just keep finding excuses to suspend him. But what a travesty for a player of that talent. And, and, the, and the main issue, I think, is him losing his starting role, partly because of conditioning and partly because the team brought in Jimmy Butler to take over the, shooting,
1: uh, the starting shooting guard spot. Yeah, it's a shame I mean, you know, to have someone like this. Well, just, and, and you- here's the deal. What they'll probably wind up doing is they'll, they'll be – I'm sure they're already doing it. They're calling teams up and saying it may be a different environment because he's not, you know, he didn't get the chance to play there. And some teams will make decisions that, you know, here's the deal. If somebody's willing to get rid of somebody, you know, there's issues and problems there, but somebody says, oh, I can handle them. And that's what happens a lot. Okay. Oh no, we can deal with it. He'll be fine here, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you get a problem child, you have a problem child. Okay. It's a little bit different. Yeah. And he's a problem child, obviously. And so are you going to be willing to deal with that? But what what happened is they'll probably be willing to deal with it, but here's what they're going to say. Great, we'll take him, but we're only going to pick up this much of his salary. you got to pay the rest. And the Heat may very well go for that just to get rid of him. Yeah, they might. You know, the Heat had this player,
0: Kendrick Nunn. Have you watched him play? I haven't really watched him carefully, No so he Kendra. I mean he's, he's he's very new I think this is only a second or third year but this is a
1: former Warriors G League player who is now I read about him I read about him he was he, I know. he yeah he's all of a sudden so what did the Warriors not see in him
0: I know I think they started to at the end but I don't think they they, they gave him they, they he wanted a guaranteed contract and they wouldn't give it to him and what a mistake that was the guy's a, a budding star now it's crazy uh what about the truth? Are you ready for some truth? You want to drop some truth bombs on, uh, on the listeners for the week? What are you thinking? Is Jack, are you
1: ready for him? You ready? I'm ready. Always right. ready for Jack. You want answers?
2: I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth!
1: You can't handle the truth!
0: I, can't, I don't know if I can handle it this week,
1: Rick. What, what, what truth are you going to... Well, I mean, at the bottom line, we just really, <laughs> we were just discussing it right now. Is that... What the truth is is that teams can't handle the truth that they made a mistake about these players and they have to find a way to deal with them and so yeah. again just you know accept the fact that you made a mistake seriously you know pat's realizing that he's trying to do something the guy's in a position where he doesn't have to accept that but they certainly if he doesn't have a no trade clause they can do what i talked about the other scenario is is trade him to somebody the team will probably drive a very hard bargain but hey, in this situation, isn't it worth it that if you have to pay him off to get rid of him and you don't have to pay as much as you had committed to, isn't it worth it? I think it is.
0: I, I totally agree. Yeah, just get that toxin out of the room. Yes, he's a poison. Yeah, I mean, you don't need cancer. You don't need what they You're call a it. lot
1: of guys were clubhouse lawyers. When I was coaching in the minor leagues one time, when, <laughs> this one, one of the guys that was our general manager, one thing I told him to try and go get this one guy that had played in the league. I don't have to throw out names and all. Mm-hmm. And, and then I said, well, where is he? He says, well, he didn't want to get on the early flight, so I told him to forget it. I said, you did what? I said, because <laughs> the guy didn't want to have to drive two hours to get to the airport to catch a six o'clock in the morning flight. He told him, forget it, we don't need you. I, I wanted to wring the guy's neck. I told him to get this guy. (laughs) And so what does he do? He brings in a guy that had just gotten out of prison. Oh, No, I'm serious. Oh, Had just gotten out of prison, brings him in. He's a freaking clubhouse lawyer. And so in two days, I I said, gone, out of here. (laughs) That's the beauty of coaching in the minor leagues, is that you can just get rid of the players. They don't have guaranteed contracts. The guy's a problem. Get your ass out. (laughs) I'm not going to put up with that. Oh, I had one yeah. player that came – yeah, this is still good a story to even waste here. I don't know. <laughs> no, tell, no, no. What is it? What is it? No, I, it. I had one player that came from a very prominent school and was playing in one of the NBA teams, and he came down to play our team. And he comes in thinking because he came down from an NBA team that all of a sudden he should be a starter. And, you know, hey, you know what? I have my guys busting their hump here trying to do what we're doing. you got to try to learn what we're doing. I didn't start him. Put him in the game, you know, playing, doing stuff making mistakes, doing something wrong, take him out of the game. And he, big deal, letting everybody in the arena know how mad he is about the fact I'm taking him out of the game, right, this big star. I told him to get the F off the bench, go to the (laughs) the locker room, and said, God, you're not playing here. He couldn't believe it. And I said, you know what? You can take your attitude and go back where you came from. You're not going to be a part of this team. And, boy, I wish more coaches and more general managers would take that position because no one player is more important than the team.
0: Well, just, did you see that incident in Cleveland last week with uh, Tristan Thompson? Did not. He, uh, it, was, it was a really ugly situation. Uh, Tristan Thompson basically was yelled at. Um, but what, what's the what's coach's name? The guy who was in First Michigan. First last night. Oops. I want you to watch oh. Oh, Tristan Thompson. Up. Oh, we don't need that audio there uh here i'll here i'll mute this so you can watch the video um so tristan thompson basically was yelled at by uh what's b b b b b b i can't remember the name of the coach for the, for beeline. the cavaliers right now B thank you jim beeline yeah and beeline was basically was basically yelling at tristan thompson for lack of effort and tristan thompson decided to respond by just standing there and then after he gets his dunk starts yelling at his coach And it it was a really ugly situation. You know, it's, it's you know, he, I mean, how, as a player, how do you not recognize that the head coach is the authority figure? I mean, you're making millions of dollars. You don't have the right to just yell at your coach.
1: Yeah, well, this is why the transition from college coach to pro coach is very few have made it and done well with it because you are the authority in college. The players know it. And if you don't do what's right, you get in the coach's doghouse and you're not going to play. You go to the pros and you're making all this money. And most times a lot of these players are making more money than the coach is making. And so the coach doesn't have the power. And that's a shame. And the coach should have the power to do that. If he's coaching the team, he should be responsible. But a lot of times they're told that they have to play certain guys. And in some situations, I've heard it in the past, I don't know how prevalent it is today, that they have to play certain guys certain minutes. In fact, for sometimes it was in guys' contracts. <laughs> was it really? Oh, yeah. No, in the past, I, I know for a fact that it was in certain guys' contracts that they had to play them a certain, at least a certain number of minutes in the game. And that's insane. A coach should be entitled to play who he wants to play, how he wants to play them, mm-hmm. even though a lot of times the coaches make a mistake and they don't play them the right way. That's a whole another story we can talk a whole show about. But, uh, yeah, but he should be given that authority. And he should have some authority, I think, and say, and as we've discussed previously on other shows, the the authority to to make the decision on who they're going to draft in conjunction with the GM. That's one of the reasons why the Spurs have been so good for so long is that the relationship between <clears throat> between Greg Popovich and RC is is a great one,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and they kind of collaborate on things. But the thing is, is if the coach is given that authority, well, then the coach really truly has his coach but on the line because if he doesn't play well it's because he didn't play well he made bad choices for some of his players and he didn't utilize his talent properly and that's how you evaluate him. and a lot of times it's not wins and losses it's how is this team playing with the personnel that they have but you have to be able to analyze the personnel and realize that this is not a very good team this this team doesn't have the kind of talent necessary to be a contender in the nba
0: yeah you know some owners in this league are just they're running such a feces show in terms of their operation. I mean, the Knicks come to mind, but the Cavaliers are right there, too. I mean, you look at all the decisions that Dan Gilbert makes. I mean, the only college coach in the history of this game who has transitioned from college pros and done it successfully is
1: Brad Stevens. I can't think of another coach. Well, that, that in recent, done it. recent times, he has. Yeah. Jack and, Ramsey. Jack Ramsey did it in the past. Was but, successful. Was a, yeah, yeah. but there's in a the lot of guys era. in the yeah. last 20, 30 years, Tony, two, three decades or more. And so it just doesn't happen. Brad's the first guy to really, you know, have some really great success doing it. Right. Rick Patino tried it, didn't make it. You can just go, John, I mean, you can just go down the list. One of the other ones that that wound up making it and doing fairly well for a long time was John McLeod. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, been a long it's, time. it's a big adjustment it's it's really a huge adjust. it's so totally different the way the game is played the authority that you have the it it really it's it's a different world totally yeah different. but it
0: just it's just it's crazy to me how some owners are just have nba teams like they clearly are incompetent at their role and dan gilbert i mean you he surrounded lebron with nobody and let him walk away to miami he let da- david giffen go and replace him with, I don't even know who replaced him with, but he fired that guy. He traded Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas. That was one of the worst trades I've ever seen in my life, and that led to LeBron basically leaving a second time. There's some owners in this. I mean, the Warriors' former owner, Chris Cohan, was another example. There are just some incompetent individuals.
1: Well, here's the deal. It's what it, teams. It, it's, it, here's the thing. They, they, they just didn't make they didn't make wise decisions on the people they put in authority the smart over over. owners allow the guy that they put in that position mm-hmm. to make decisions and do it but then again it should also be if i were the owner i'm going to hire a coach that i believe in uh, 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 first of all a general manager let him come up with who he thinks the coach is but then i want to approve who the coach is but i want to make sure that i'm i have a say in who those guys are but I'm going to let them do their jobs. But the biggest thing is getting the general manager that you think can do the right job and hope that he's going to go out and get somebody who's makes some sense as a coach. But you as an owner, if you know the game, but the problem is if you don't know the game, you got to rely on the GM. So that's why so much comes on the GM. And that's why if I was an owner and I had the GM and the GM chooses the coach and things aren't going well, you know, I'm going to put the GM on the line, even maybe more so before the coach. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. And you know uh,
0: are you ready for what drives you crazy? Uh
1: drive talking about all this stuff drives me crazy. Just, <laughs> seriously.
0: <see> you, <laughs> Bad owners. Bad GMs. No. I
1: mean, uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, that's what drives me crazy. I mean, that's what we're talking about right here. I mean, we just get to talking about things, and we just we, we kind of feed into ourselves that fit into uh-huh. some of the categories that we come up. It does drive me crazy that these owners just make. I, I don't know who they're talking to, but the decisions that they make are just unbelievable. And then the, the recycling, you know, a a coach gets fired at one place. I mean, I can name coaches that went from from one place to another to another, and they just failed and failed and failed and failed. How do they get keep getting jobs? I don't know. I don't know, man. That's. I mean, really. I mean, how do they keep getting jobs? It's. Uh, and now they got guys coaching in the league. I never even heard of these guys. <laughs> I know. It's some random,
0: some random people coaching this game. And
1: now what's happening? And and see, all of a sudden, that the new trend coming on in, in the coaching world. You see how many former NBA players are now starting to become college coaches.
0: I have noticed that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Very yeah, Penny interesting.
0: Hardaway, Penny Hardaway comes to mind. His, his his player, James Wiseman, I don't know if you saw that, by the way, uh, decided to forego the rest of his freshman year of
1: college, and he's going to get an agent and start prepping for the draft. Do you like that move? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched him well enough. I mean, I think that you, if you're really a good coach, you should be able to analyze your your guy. And if your guy you think really is ready for it, And depending upon his circumstances, if he's coming from a situation where his family doesn't have much in doing and you think he's got a chance to be a first round pick, as much as I might want to have him play for me, I would say, Hey, you know what? You should go take care of your family. Mm -hmm. You know, good luck to you. But if he's not really (laughs) ready to do it, if he's not ready to do it, you got to be honest. Look, you need to stay here another year. You're not ready. I mean, I had that for a player one time that was playing for me in the minor leagues. And I told him you're not ready. I said, look it, I think I told you the story. I said, you look like baby Huey, <laughs> you know, and we've talked about that. I like to use that all the time. And you have no mm-hmm. muscle tone, nothing. You never spend the time in the gym. I said, I think you have talent and you can do some things, but you got to get serious about the game. And then when I saw him again in the summer, after the summer was over, he, he was all chiseled up and I was, Hey, good for you. And he actually wound up. He actually was, a, he's a scout now in the NBA. And he went overseas and played and, and did well for himself Oh, but you have to, but 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 you really have to have the right mental approach to what you're doing about it. I mean, I just don't understand what these players think about sometimes. And just like we were talking about, you know, what what's going on with things in this league, it's it's kind of scary. I mean, what, what do these guys think about? They have the world in the palm of their hands. Mm-hmm. They're multimillionaires, and what the hell are they thinking? I mean, really, what are they thinking? And I think a lot goes back to it is the fact that they didn't have the proper, not the characteristic, but the proper values instilled in them growing up. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. And unfortunately, a lot of them come from broken homes. Yeah. A lot of them didn't have uh, a father figure in their homes. And a lot of them were brought up by not only sometimes not even by mothers, by grandmothers. I hear amazing Mm -hmm. stories from a lot of these guys and what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. And I, I just have so much respect for the guys who were able to make it through those difficult times, growing up in those difficult situations and to be able to turn around and make something of themselves and become really quality citizens and people. And then they go out and they do a lot of wonderful things that you never hear about the wonderful foundations and the things in the charter schools and the other stuff that a lot of these guys are doing that, unfortunately winds up on page 22 as opposed to the first page you know when the first page is all about the controversy
0: yeah there, there there really is not enough mentorship in this world i think that is a, a very important variable to have a successful well-grounded individual when you when you raise someone and, and mentorship it starts there and you're right a lot of these people don't have that and i, I don't i don't appreciate the devaluing of a, a good education you know, I I feel like that's lost in a lot of these discussions about players leaving college early for the pros. I, I it's it is a very shallow approach to life when money is the single goal. You know, I mean, there is more to life than just that, and and a college education provides that. You know, it makes you more well-rounded individual. It develops your critical yeah. thinking skills, develops your social development, and and so many of these athletes lose that when they yeah, but, skip college you know yeah, but
1: one of the problems of that is is that i don't even want to get into it and everything because of some of the educational stuff and what these freaking professors are brainwashing people over so they're not instilling hey to me, hey, 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 hey.
0: No, i'm no, sorry i know again. you're
1: a teacher and doing everything and hopefully you're not doing that but i am just telling you that a lot of places they're brainwashing a lot of these kids <laughs> about things that i don't necessarily agree about but i'm not going to get into it because all of a sudden we'll start talking politics and i don't uh, want to do that <laughs>
0: Rick, all I could tell you is most of every professor I know, myself included, we're we not in the business of indoctrinating our students to believe a certain ideology or, or view. That's you in life. and the
1: people that you know. But trust me, yes. there are a overwhelming, there's too many of them, maybe not overwhelming, but there are too many of them out there who are doing just that.
0: I'm sure there are. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm,
1: sure no, I'm not are. sure. Is definitively <laughs> there are, uh, but besides,
0: but besides that, I mean, it's, it's, it's not just the classroom that's important with college. It's also all the stuff that goes with it, you know? And, and I, I, again, I just feel like a lot of these players are missing out, you know, you, you in football, you're required to stay in college at least three years. Um, I don't know if you see a more positive result because of that, but in baseball and basketball and, and, and even hockey, they're in and out of that system fast or they don't go into college at all. And I think they're losing out. I I just—it's.
1: Well, I agree with you. They're missing out on some experiences. You're only young one time, and you could have a chance to enjoy it some. And that's why I'm saying that a coach has to be, has to be honest with his players and evaluate them properly. Are they really ready to be able to go in and make it now? Because if you're not going to be a first-round draft pick, where you're going to get some guaranteed money, your life could be ruined. Yeah. And and there's for the ones that go out early and do – there are a whole bunch of guys out there. There's a lot of lot more guys out there. Uh, somebody should do some research on this sometime. I don't want to – I'm not me. I'm never going to do it. But <laughs> it's a suggestion for those of you out there into this kind of stuff. Go for it. Find out the drafts and stuff of people who dropped out early at college and doing stuff, how many didn't make it, and what the heck's happened to their life. I'm telling you, there's a lot more – of those than there are the lebron jameses of the world and the other yes. people who came out early who became stars and multimillionaires. there's a whole bunch of guys out there that are struggling
2: mm-hmm. big time
1: big time well you're right
0: yeah you're right it's the same way as people who dim- diminish college and think well look at bill gates look at you know all these guys well look those are the exceptions to the rule that's not the standard. Well, 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 wait a like, second.
1: But they had something going for them that nobody else had, obviously. Right? Yeah. I mean, they went into a field where they were innovators and mm-hmm. came up with things that nobody else had, became really wealthy doing it. These guys think that they're better than what they are because they got all their friends telling them how great they are. That's so why the coach has to be the stabilizing force. He has to be the honest person. You're not ready. You're not ready. I know you want to do it for your family, whatever. And so here's the deal. If you really think you have a chance to do it, but just another year said, look, go out, go and get. And if some, some, somebody say, Hey, this guy could possibly be a lottery pick next year or doing it, whatever you can go to probably any bank, anywhere, somewhere, and, and borrow money and get, a liability or a disability contract or something. God forbid that if you got hurt the next year playing or something that you'd have all this money to do it, and then you could wind up paying it back when you got drafted. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. Rick, people can follow you on social media at Rick Twenty Four berry They can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Road Show and Instagram at Dog Wild. I love dogs. What can I say? Uh, you can follow the show's Twitter account. That's Warriors24Pod. I'm going to save my driving me crazy for, ne- for next week or two weeks.
1: Whatever yeah, we that's do next fine. Show. There's enough things. Yeah, we get the million things that drive you crazy. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. The, the, the truth stuff is to try to hold off and make sure we get something – very good. Because I, I want to have that every show because I just love the soundbite of Jack. I mean,
0: it's, 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 it so <laughs> I, is he Is he at all those Laker games? Is he still showing up? Hey, he's is still
1: he there? Well, now he's – I'm sure he's showing up now. I mean, come good. on. They got the best team in the Western Conference. Tied for the best record in the league. I mean, I think they're tied for it. I believe they are going up against the – Yes. The That's Bucks a huge tonight. game tonight. Huge yeah, game tonight, tonight, yeah. You know, and when you're listening to the show uh, – It'd be interesting. You'll you'll have had a chance to watch what hopefully would be two really good competitive games. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to seeing what they are are tonight and how these guys perform. And uh, I just wish everybody you know I hope when you listen to the show I hope uh, you have a wonderful holiday. Depending upon whether it's before or after the holiday, we will probably be taking that. Probably we are going to take off Christmas week. There's so many things going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the holiday, and uh, we'll be back with you sometime. Uh, after that, and you see the twenty-fifth is on a what? It's on a Wednesday. Yeah, twenty-third, twenty-fourth, yeah, Wednesday. So the or seventh, eight, eight, yeah. So we'll we'll with you probably uh, right at the end of the year, at the beginning of the new year. So we'll look forward. Beautiful. To, we'll look forward to doing that. Hopefully, have some fun stuff to do, and down the road, try to pick out some other people to start having some guests on and some yeah, news to talk to and. We'll do some more of that. You know, I want to I call out Royce Young, who was on our
0: show last week. Loved it. Great segment. But, dude, show some love for the show. He didn't tweet or anything. Didn't do one single promotion of his hit on this program. And I'm not a, I'm not very happy about that. I'm not very appreciative of that. We happily promoted his story on ESPN. We promoted his Twitter account. Show some love for us, man. I mean, what, I don't know. I could go off on he that. Was actually,
1: that was, he was actually a very good guest. That was a he good, was very good, good segment. He was very good. Had a lot of good stories. And, Help Uh, us out. come on. No, I, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, come on. Life is a two-way street, you know? Yeah. So, Rick,
0: Merry Christmas. Sorry to be so negative. Yeah.
1: And happy Christmas (laughs) and and happy whatever (laughs) holiday you're celebrating. uh, And God bless everyone.
2: With the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to order holiday cards for family and friends. Only this year, why not create custom holiday photo cards quickly, easily, and affordably at simplytoimpress.com? Simplytoimpress.com is your holiday photo card headquarters with thousands of unique Christmas cards and other designs to choose from. All you do is upload your family photos, personalize the text, and you're done. Simplytoimpress.com prints your cards on your choice of premium card stock in just a few days and rushes them straight to your door. Maybe that's why the New York Times wire cutter named Simply to Impress their favorite photo card service. They even offer foil cards and hundreds of great holiday card designs for your business too. Place your order today to save 30% and get free shipping. Just enter promo code DEAL at checkout. Save big on holiday photo cards today using promo code DEAL at simplytoimpress.com. That's simplytoimpress.com.